Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Well, hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, Dwayne England, and yes, none other than the general himself sitting to my immediate right, Bill Herzog. Good evening. How sir. are you? Oh, any better. I couldn't stand it. My grandpa said that all the time. Right. Nice yeah. of you just to roll in and make it over here just in time for the show. Well, I was doing things with you, actually. <laughs> I, I had My motive was, uh, yes. was alternative. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of baited you on over here and said, hey, let's go do this for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And uh, lo and behold, here you are and kept yeah. you around long enough to join in tonight. I actually told everybody last week, Tommy's going to be gone and uh, taking a little vacation, and yep, sure enough, here you are from the east side to join me here on the show this evening, and we're going to get to all the stuff he and I had been out doing the last couple days. Pretty good couple Mm -hmm. days on the water, man, with the weather, the opportunity, the company, it's just all, it's all good stuff. I can't believe this is May. We had the most spectacular weather I've ever seen this time of year. We're going to get into that, too, because the opportunity with this weather has just been phenomenal. Hopefully, you all are out enjoying it, taking opportunity as well, and again, before we get too far along here, Bill, I want to remind everybody, hey, Edge Rods, if you have not paid attention, you need to go to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. There you will find a coupon, coupon code to use at checkout for all Edge Rods all the time. Uh, any Edge Rods rod that is not under a previous special or coupon reduced price, you can enter the coupon code FHN20 at checkout. You're going to save 20% off all rods all the time. And then, of course, Phelps Game Calls Fish Hunt NW10. You're going to save 10% off all Phelps Game Calls for the entire year uh, at phelpsgamecalls.com. So check those sites out if you're going to gear up because you're going to save some money through Fish Hunt Northwest. Well, uh, speaking of which, Bill, we absolutely enjoyed an amazing day yesterday out in Area 13. A lot of folks think Area 13 is dead, but I'm here to right. tell you, man, I'm seeing uh, somewhat of a, a resurgence in Area 13. It's definitely the walking dead down there now. Everything's moving, and <laughs> not at a slow pace either. I was amazed yep. how good the fishing was. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned the success that you had right. la- la- last week. Two weeks ago. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Semantics, but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, right. but nevertheless, we went out there. I had the best fishing I've ever had in Area 13. If I told you, hey, I've been out there on the water two times, we've hooked upwards of 17 Chinook, you'd be like, oh, come on, there's no way, right? We're talking Puget Sound. I'm telling 
on. you, man. It is some of the very best Chinook fishing that I've, you know, tackled onto in quite some time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really like the fact that if we're back to jigging, man. We're just oh, finding man. fish, staying on top of those fish. The fish are there, you know. And, again, we had the conversation yesterday. We were marking mm -hmm. fish. And, uh, you know, and, and later on we're going to show some of these uh, screenshots I took with right. my Ray Marine. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're marking fish. You're going over fish. You're marking bait. It's like, well, they're just not biting, right? We're beating right. them on the head with these jigs, and we can't you get them to go. You can see on the screen our yep. jigs moving up and down in between the fish. You so, you know, again, the old adage, you don't leave fish to go find fish, right? right? So right. we just stayed. It's like they have to. My buddy Justin was adamant in just, you know, he lives by the rule. You, they're going to have to eat, feed at some point. Right. They're going to start biting at some point. Well, we talked to him on the phone, right? We did. And he said, yeah. hang on, you Man, guys. You it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm like, I know sometimes you run out of patience, right? But yeah, yeah. everybody else left. We had six other boats out there in the morning mm -hmm. most people trolling couple guys jigging folks moved on uh an hour two hours into the tide we started getting some current movement right. started pushing some bait around and lo and behold they went on the snap and oh man we were literally two <laughs> minutes from going like okay we have to get back and yes. we have things to do yeah we're tired etc yep. etc nope it no. was uh, it was phenomenal we're going to mm -hmm. get into that a little yeah. bit more we're going to get into uh, a number of things relative to jig fishing here in puget sound so Let's get right to it. Let's run down the show. We got a lot going on tonight to get to. Uh, hey, we're going to remind you all third annual uh, FHN Fish Out Northwest Kids Trout Derby. Going to show you what you missed if you didn't make it out via a little video we put together. I think you're going to enjoy. Then, events coming up. Some things that we got to remind you guys that are coming up that you need to plan to be there for and good reasons why. Going to show you all of that. Uh, today was a shrimping day. Did you get out? How did you do? How did we do? We're going <clears> to <throat> let you know right before the first half of the show is over. <laughs> then, of course, I got the general with me this evening. Oh, Summer man. on Steelhead opens when, Bill? Anybody else get chills just now? In one day. <laughs> May 27th. That's right. So, uh, Herzog's go-to rigs for success when we're talking Summer Run. Something you are definitely going to want to tune into. I got a bait lab lined up tonight. We're going to go a little deeper here on the jigging for Puget Sound Chinook. Some tips for success and what's been working for us out there in Area 13. Also applicable in other areas of Puget Sound, no doubt. We're going to close out the show with a few openings and closings that are on the radar. All right, going to jump out for a quick break. We come back, going to show you a short little video here uh, about the Kids Trout Derby. Going to get into that. We come back from this break right here, Fish on Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery, and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company could build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. You owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. Well, there you go, Bill, the recap. Wow, that was really neat, man. Yeah, 175 kids. We figure about 300 people there total. Mission Outdoors killed it with the food, all free food. I mean, we had over 1,000 drinks on hand. Um, just a really, really fun day. Again, 
you know, credit to Sherry, all the work she put in, putting all those bags and sure. buckets and all the giveaways and stuff together. Every kid, as far as we know, every kid went away with some type of prize or another, plus a free T-shirt, raffle. I mean, it's just phenomenal day. Got to thank all our sponsors once again. Don't have time to list them all here, but they rolled on the screen. Uh, we just want people to enjoy this day, be involved, create memories, sure. get kids into fishing for good reason. That's right. right. Get kids into fishing. You never know what inspires a kid to get right. into it, right? Yep. If you just got one in yep. all that group, yep. On the right path, good for you. Good for you. All mm -hmm. right. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Uh, we enjoyed bringing it to you. Okay, we're going to jump out for a quick break. We come back. A uh, couple uh, events coming up we're going to remind you about and a couple points of interest Bill and I need to discuss. Don't go anywhere. Come back after this commercial break right here Fish on Northwest. Allied, the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats. Allied boats have standard reverse china and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy-gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied Boats will have it for you. Contact Allied Boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. All right, welcome back here to Fish on Northwest. Bill, we got a couple uh, couple events coming up here I want to remind folks of. Okay. We had uh, discussed earlier in the year and had guests in uh, promoting the Mission Outdoors Lincoln Derby for veterans and whatnot out there at La Push. Mm -hmm. It was postponed due to weather. Well, uh, the date was uh, reestablished, and it is, it is set to go. Weather looks fantastic. Uh, the details, $350 to enter, four free T-shirts per team, free dinner. Dinner and awards ceremony be held at the uh, Catella uh, Center Roundhouse in Forks. Uh, doors open at 5, we have dinner at 6.30, award ceremony 7.30, event closes at 10. It's just a fantastic event. Go to www.missionoutdoors.org and find out all the details. They still have room for other teams to sign up. It's going to be a great event. We will be there. We have our new Lincoln in a halibut uh, swag that we'll be uh, dispersing and selling. It's really catchy uh, looking gear. And uh, it's going to be a really great time. Weather's going to be phenomenal. This is going to be a fun event. So we're looking forward to that. Um, in addition to that, hey, coming up, and you and I were talking about this on the road yeah, home we today. Larry, uh, Larry Stamp is getting, uh, getting ready for the second annual fish Fishing Expo will be here soon. The Fish Expo 2023 uh, will be held Saturday, June 17th, and Sunday the 18th. It's a two-day event this year, Bill. You and I were there last year, had a same great time. Place? Yeah, same okay. place, Thurston mm -hmm. County Fairgrounds. Uh, they got burgers and, and uh, pizza, barbecue. They got uh, beer garden, free trout pond for the kids. Admission is only $7. Mm -hmm. $5 for military and kids under 12 are free. We have 40 vendors lined up and counting, including us. Fish Out Northwest will be there. Large presence. we got a huge booth selling tons of gear. Come and see us to purchase gear. Come and see all the vendors there. You can get the Grim Reefer Jigs there, which you and I purchased last year. And look yeah, how I much well, that has paid off going into this year. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm I saw those you. and was like, i got to use those in Puget Sound next uh, spring into summer. So uh, lots of great vendors there. Lots to take advantage of. Right locally here, Thurston County at the fairgrounds. Uh, check it out at uh, Rods and Reels in Need, and we'll continue to get more information out. i got a guest coming in next week to promote this. This is a great event, and if you are a small business or a vendor and want to attend, get a hold of Larry Stamp via Facebook on uh, Rods and Reels in Need, and you're going to uh, be able to sign up and get your booth or uh, get, your, get your business there. 
things to look forward to. So, uh, additional things coming up, Bill. Yeah. Summer on Steelhead season oh, is on the horizon. One of yes, your, one of our favorites, really. It is my favorite. I mean, give, give me the choice. If I can only fix one fishery mm -hmm. all year, mm -hmm. I'm going after summer runs, man. We are. Uh, we're going to delve deep into that. Uh, okay. Your go-to methods and approach. Some mm -hmm. of your rigs. Some of. And we're going to put them in sequential order. You know, one, two, three, four, whatever we come up with here, and right. let the folks know why you choose those particular. Uh, rigs and why you approach steelheading the way you do, especially summertime, and some of the things you and I have done over the years together yeah. to find success and the fun we've enjoyed in that. So that is coming up Saturday, May 27th. Doesn't open on June 1st anymore. No. It is the the last Saturday or the Saturday before Memorial Day weekend is where they pushed it back. Like so they used to. Families can get out and enjoy years the weekend ago, and yes. go do some summer on steelhead fishing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Additionally, June 1st, now there's an opener, Area 11. Oh, baby. Opens yes, for indeed. Chinook. Hey, I saw a photo sent to me today of a, you know, this is a migrating fish, definitely not a local blackmouth. That looked like something you catch in July, by the way. Yeah, very black face. I mean, it Ooh. was a, uh, it was a definite, uh, definite nice size fish. Area 13, 23-pound hatchery Chinook taken today. Oy. I just want to see those continue to come on in because uh, I'm 13. Start dancing in a minute here. I'm 13's sorry. open. 11 opens June 1st. Mm -hmm. It's going to be crowded in 11. So, right, right. but a lot of folks are looking forward to that opening, and uh, for good reason. June 1st is the opener. Area 11, four Chinook. You can keep one Chinook. It says you know limit two, but one hatchery Chinook is what you can have. So. Uh, okay, that is some definite uh, options to look forward to. We'll be getting more into that with techniques and methods and, you know, uh, information to help you guys along to find success. All right, we're going to jump out for a quick break. You don't go anywhere. We come back. More discussion with Bill Herzog. Did you shrimp today? We did. We'll let mm -hmm. you know how we did right after the break. Right here, Fish on Northwest. Support from Northwest Sportsmen make Federal Ammunition the world's leading ammunition manufacturer. Federal uses the industry's finest materials, giving you reliable ammunition that delivers superb accuracy and optimum performance. Northwest hunters rely on Sportco to provide the best selection and prices in the Northwest since 1985. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium in Fife and Seattle. Your journey begins here. All right, welcome back here in the studio, Dwayne England, Bill Herzog. So, Bill, we uh, we actually went out and drowned a few shrimp pots today. We did. We rinsed, went out and rinsed them off. Well. We rinsed them yeah. very well yeah. and yeah. very deep. Uh, how did we do? Mm, yeah. Full of shame. Yeah, yeah. It was the uh, drive home of shame. So we struggled yeah. a bit. Uh, you know, we got out. Look, Matt and I have shrimp together the last couple of years. Sure. He said, hey, come on up. Let's jump on the boat. We had Amanda with us and... Uh, uh, Shin couldn't make it, but uh, we got out, you know, good intentions, had the gear ready to go, great bait all mixed up, dropped in where we normally do, and uh, did our hour soak and started looking around, and people were pulling pots, and boy, they're they're kind of a, coming up empty. Empty one shrimp. We're you like, know, okay, we're like, what in shrimping. the world? So Matt starts getting a little nervous, so we yeah, start pulling right. our pots, right, and a couple shrimp here, a couple shrimp there, right. not going well. Uh, you get the phone tree going, hey, what's going on? Everybody in that area, we're off of Bainbridge over yeah. there. Tons of boats. Would we you picked agree? the one spot that was an absolute biological desert. <laughs> I think really so. Was. So yeah. we moved. We dropped again. A um, few of our friends that put in far north of us dropped in on that slack tide. Not a lot of current moving. Pretty conducive to catch and shrimp. They got they got into some early, and it was spotty. And I don't mean just the shrimp. I right. mean mm -hmm. you're right, just the ability or the availability. And um, yeah. 
uh, got up, you know, pulled our second round of pots after a good soak and a couple shrimp here, a couple there, Brutal. lots of pots coming up, people Brutal. coming by dropping F-bombs. They were not happy no. with the lack of shrimp. And we're talking tons of boats out there. Right. We talked to a few folks, you know, a friend of ours, Paul Kim, he did okay. He got his couple limits. and But again, he sat way rare. north of us. Yep. And uh, once that tide started moving, once that yeah. water started moving, People were really struggling then, so it was uh, it was uh, took well took us by surprise for sure. sure. Well, you got to hunt the plan. You make a plan like that. You don't have anything to go by except what happened last year. And you got a four-hour window. Right, and so that's what we did today. We went to a spot where you guys absolutely slaughtered them last year yep. and the year before oh, and yeah. the year before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I show up and kill everything. You're <laughs> he welcome. Shut down the shrimp bite. Yes, I did. <laughs> so uh, other folks did good. It sounds like Hood Canal is, uh, you know, is going to be doing just fine. A few other folks in a few other areas did okay. Checked in with a few folks over out there outside of Bainbridge or out of um, out of Edmonds and whatnot. They weren't doing real great. I mean, it's just social nothing. Social, yeah, pretty pretty lackluster. I know folks got some shrimp in some places, but it was scattered. And uh, it was not something we were used to at all. When I called you and said, hey, what do you think about coming over here and go Chinook fishing for a day? We'll go do some jigging in Area 13. We'd love to show you that <clears throat> back in some of your old stomping grounds. Yeah. And then we'll spend a day shrimping. You thought. I thought, well, I, I told the missus, I go, well, you know, we're probably going we're gonna to spend a day trying to catch a king, but I'm going to come home with a great big bag of shrimp. That's for sure. <laughs> and little oh, did you know, boy. Uh, yeah. complete 180 in that regard, in that you're going home with some Chinook, some dandy you know, Chinook, absolutely. and uh, the shrimp, the shrimp, very few, very few for us to uh, capitalize on. So it is what it is. I mean, you know, you, like you said, you make a plan, you go for it, you, you prep, and you just, you just go. Four-hour window, man, it's not, you don't have a lot of options. You no. got to be pretty committed when you drop in, and, and that's kind of what we were shooting for. So hopefully you guys uh, found some success. Hey, Jay, nice to see you on here. Handful of guys. Uh, JB, Jordan's boss is even on here. Good evening. Yeah, nice to see you guys jumping on here. All right, uh, we are going to uh, jump out for a break. That'll do it for us here in the first half of the show. If you're tuning in on Root Sports, thank you for that. Uh, don't go anywhere if you're tuning in live. Second half of the show coming up. We got some summer on steelhead talk with this man oh to my immediate right. We come back after this break right here, Fish on Northwest. Allied, the new leader in heavy gauge aluminum boats. Allied boats have standard reverse chine and lifting rakes to help you plane faster and run at lower RPMs. Allied boats have several models to choose from, ranging from a 19-foot Mustang all the way up to a 32-foot Liberator. So regardless of what type of heavy gauge aluminum boats you are looking for, Allied Boats will have it for you. Contact Allied Boats today to learn more about these incredible fishing machines. Hey guys, I'm Big Mike. Come on down to the Edge Pro Shop and see me. We've got all the best brands under one roof. We've got Hawken, Procure, Shortbus, Pro Troll, Yakima Bait, Get Em Dry Jigs, Northwest Bait Scent, Daiwa Reels, North Fork Lures, North Wild, Brad's, Superfly, Rocky Mountain Tackle, and of course, the greatest rods ever built, Edge Rods. All right, welcome back here to Fish on Northwest, and the general is here, thankfully. It is, uh, we are on the, almost the eve 
We're at the eve of the eve mm-hmm. of Summer on Steelhead season. You, you know when you were a little kid? You were just... When you were a little kid, Christmas? Christmas, it's Christmas oh, yeah. you look at the presents under the tree, but you can't touch them yes. yet. You can't yes. touch them yet? You can't touch it. Well, I'm looking at the presents. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the water levels. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my gear. Yeah. I, my gear has been ready to go steelhead fishing. Did you since. check water levels last few days before you headed? I mean, yes. Every hour? So, yeah, I think so. We've had this discussion mm-hmm. previously. Years back on radio, you and I get all amped up for Summer on Steelhead. Oh. We're always looking at that that level as we get into June. You know, what's it? And, you know, right now, going into it, pretty pretty darn good levels as far as uh the amount of water we got some of the some of the creeks we can get yeah. on with our boats well we don't have the water we did last year we had a super wet year last it year it was All so the way cold in may last wet. year into june but boy did it make some good conditions oh, for man. fishing it was yeah. tremendous what we're going to yeah. have this year is pretty much normal to be water will be lowish mm-hmm. so we have to adjust our gear accordingly All right mm-hmm. yeah um let's kind of let's go in uh let's go in sequential order so okay. Let's take the flows where they're at. I haven't even looked at the gauge for a couple, well, maybe about a week or so. Mm-hmm. I think one of my one of my go-tos here in the backyard was at about five-ish. It might be dropped a little below that now. Five thirty-five, but who's coming? Okay, five thirty-five. Yeah. Like to hear that. For me, that's great. Yeah, it is. When it's I used to good. guide on that thing in the summer for about five years, it was in the two hundreds. Uh, right. I would fish it to where it got down to about 250. Yep. And that's the beauty of having a glass boat because they like to slide over mm-hmm. uh, those low areas. And with wet rocks, you can move a boat like that, right? Yeah. Um, so if we're starting anything over 500 for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus? Huh? Yeah. Bonus, because right? that yeah. that yeah. is uh, that equates to a pretty decent slow rate of drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we get a couple bumps of rain as the season progresses, as we get into June, we get those rains and it bumps it back up. That just sustains that fishery. I mean, yes, we're talking about something here opening May 27th that you can, if you, you know, there's a lot of other things that start happening, but we could be fishing mm-hmm. that, those systems out here and yeah. others through sure. August. And we all know some of the best summer on steelhead fishing is in September. Yes, it is. But let's talk about this early season oh, as the water starts to drop. What is, based on conditions right now, if you're just going to take one rod with you? Oh, my. Okay, let's dial, right. let's dial it down. We're gonna okay. take one rod for the conditions right now, and we're gonna have one approach. What are you going with? Okay, what's gonna cover the most area? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a clear drift float, a clear bobber, mm-hmm. fluorocarbon leader, and I'm gonna put a small jig on that. Mm-hmm. I'm putting one eight, eight ounce jig on that. I'm gonna go with something black and red, and mm-hmm. if that doesn't work, I'm putting on red and black. Perfect. <laughs> but, but then my second choice would be yep. purple. Purple is the new black. By it the is way. the new black. And when I used to fish Eastern Washington when it was open, when you had enough fish back then, I caught more fish on purple mm-hmm. on summer runs and almost anything but yep. red black purple by the way the young man's jigs over here jingling jigs he makes a killer purple nightmare you should yes, really check it out i would start with that and then put a tiny piece of either a sand shrimp tail on that little piece of sand shrimp tail on yep. that jig yep. or a little tiny piece of prawn yeah you don't need much just enough give a little snake the uh the prawn is fantastic yeah. because it's a durable bait it's available pretty much in every grocery store you come across Absolutely. it is very inexpensive mm-hmm. right and yep. you can buy the small ones and if you can't even find the prawn that you need to cut up, well, don't worry about it. Buy the little salad prawn. Phenomenal. Yeah, toughen it up a bit and off you go. Yeah, That's throw great. a little salt to it or what have mm-hmm. it. You know, you can even pop it in the microwave for about 30 seconds, and that mm-hmm. just gives it almost that rubbery texture. And don't eat it. But it yeah. doesn't. <laughs> you can if you're in a bind, but it doesn't lose that natural shrimp right. scent, right? That's right. The one thing about putting in the microwave, though, to toughen it up, it changes the color. It does. It makes it almost a little pink, almost orange, depending how long you heat it or cook it. But and if you leave it natural. You get UV in there. And when do we use UV, Dwayne? All the time. All right. There so you go. that natural UV, and if, if, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, you take that white natural prawn, that tiger mm-hmm. prawn. Sure. Put that fleshy 
meat in the wall. One thing I like about it too is it gets a little torn up. Yeah, yeah. It has this natural to it oscillation to it, right? Yeah, it's just got this floaty little, yeah, and you just, get that little purple haze yeah. to it, right? Dun, dun. Very natural looking. Love and it. In clear water, steelhead go absolutely bonkers. You could literally fish that mm -hmm. on just a jig head hook yeah. under a float. Right. And you would be amazed at how many steelhead you will catch. Exactly. They don't stop eating. No, they don't. They're steelhead. Yeah. Right? And you know what I love about steelhead? When they first come in like this this time of year, they are super aggressive. Oh, man. And if anybody who reads my post, I always use the same hashtag, the grab, right? Yes. And what do yep. I always say? If you want the grab, mm -hmm. what do we do? I don't know. What do you do? We throw something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, next I, on the list. Next on the list. If is, we're going to drop, if we're going to leave the yeah. bobber and jig rod at home. Yeah, we're going to take a spoon rod mm -hmm. with us because we can cover a whole bunch of water real fast. That flash gives off a lot of a lot of attraction in big air. You can work areas real fast. You can work big, big flats, wide cover flats water. Yep. that the bobber and jig really doesn't mm -hmm. work in. The bobber mm -hmm. and jig is for... Uh, slots, you know, defined yep. areas where you can yep. see when you get in these big wide flats. Oh, by the way, these fish are moving and mm -hmm. they will stay there. Yeah. And I, I love, <laughs> no, so I'm just getting. thinking right now, I'm just, wait, so, yeah. uh, secondary to that spoon, yeah. you got, and I have, we have some pretty impressive spinner boxes. Yes, we do. With we some certainly great do. color combinations that really do well. Mm -hmm. uh, for summer steelhead and clear water. Well, here's the talk deal. about a couple of your color combinations okay. that you would definitely go to. Metal is metal, okay. Right. When I when I fish the clear water, which usually we get this time of year, I start with copper. Always copper first thing in the morning, and then copper and black. And then mm -hmm. if it's really bright out, I'll go to all black, right? Just presence and movement. That's yes. it. Yes. The copper, thumb, yeah, right? Copper and black together. Uh, in the last two or three years, nothing has worked better for me and the people I've taken out. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a go-to. Well, so copper and black on your spinners, yes. I've seen. They're yeah. fantastic. And then matching up two lighter spoons back-to-back. Yeah. Back. Right, right. So one side is copper, one side is black. As yes, it flashes, it it's a double spoon. Mm -hmm. looks fantastic. It's all about contrast. Some right? of these you're also, if I might add, you're putting the Hypervis tape on them. I am, especially mm -hmm. the spinners. Yes. I have a copper blade, copper number five blade. Mm -hmm. Okay, throw a big blade, a lot of thump. A lot of thump. But there's not a lot of flash. So you can use something bigger, easy right. to cast, easy to feel what's yep. going on. Yep. Uh, you have a black body, like a half, it'll be like a half ounce spinner, mm -hmm. and on the inside of the blade, I'll cut about a dime-sized piece of black hypervis and put it on there. So it yep. gets again that contrast: the black, the copper, the black, the copper. You know, just oh, off we go. The thing I often tell people: if you're not accustomed to fishing spoons and understand what that thump is supposed to feel like, mm -hmm. and where along in the in the in the flow that thing is going to pick up and start doing its thing, right? Start off throwing bigger bladed uh, spinners. Sure. Because if you're pitching that spinner in the in the right trajectory out there and it lands and it picks up in that current and you get that thing spinning, you're gonna you're gonna basically start feeling what the tip of the rod and that thumb sure. feels like. And you can mm -hmm. fish similar same rod for both. Right. I mean, we're talking summer on fishing, lower flows. Right. You often are using a spinning rod, right. throwing spinners. Oh yeah. Right? And sure. look. Tossing spoons and fishing big water synonymous with bait casters and, you know, 10-foot rods. He had the mm -hmm. Herzog rod back in the day for spoon fishing. Right. Um, but I'm here to tell you, I've watched you with a 9.5-foot rod, spinning rod. Oh, yeah. Tossing spoons in sure. these smaller pieces of water and mm -hmm. these current seams and just you're almost picking pockets with spoons. Ah, you can do that, too. And out the you front of the drift boat as we're moving. Yep, sure. We're not talking about standing no, you like just, in just one bing, place. No, you bing, 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 move, stick and move, yep. stick and move. But there's a fish there. 
with that flash, like with a spinner or a spoon, if there's mm -hmm. one with a nine iron, yeah. you can you can see them coming. And believe yeah. me, kids, yep. the things that keep me awake at night this oh, time yeah. of year, summer runs, is I that visual it. grab when that fish is coming from 20 feet away, mm -hmm. mouth open, going 12 knots wide open, and you're sitting there waiting, and your hair standing up, your eyes are bugging out. Like, like right now, I got I got chills going right you now. You might man, get a little excited. About it. Yeah. All right, let's talk bait. What's your yes. go-to bait choice for summer on steelhead? Oh, there's there's a, a little coon shrimp, mm. and then there's coon shrimp, and then there's and raw raw prawn. When prom, you take those off, and you take those off, you put on some uh, salad shrimp, <laughs> so, or some pink coon shrimp, yeah. or some red coon shrimp. You know, everybody, everybody's thinking, well, what about sand shrimp? Yes, they're wonderful. Mm -hmm. If you can get fresh ones. Good on you. Please yeah. use them. They're mm -hmm. going to fish better than anything. Yeah, but, they're fantastic. Uh, you can. We talked about shrimp just being like little pieces of rubber. Right. And there are places in the river that are deep and fast that you can't mm -hmm. get a bobber and jig mm -hmm. down to. You can't get a spoon down mm -hmm. to them or a spinner fast enough. But right. a chunk of lead, a piece of leader, and guess what? Maybe a little tiny red corky, number 12 yep. corky or yep. something on a there. A piece of prawn. And a piece of prawn on there. That can get down in there. So I will have a bait rod with drift mm -hmm. gear on it. Mm -hmm. I will have my bobber and jig with a little piece of prawn on it, and I'll have spinner water, I'll, I'll have a rod for the spinner, and I'll have a rod with a spoon on it. Yep. And uh, hard to beat the aggressive nature of summer on steelhead and the you takedown of a bait diver and a coon shrimp. You, well, we saw that last year. Oh my gosh. Oh, and you know what's great? Those, uh, those 7111 uh, edge rods that I'm using for kokanee yep. fishing, mm -hmm. those 6 to 15, it's an 8-foot rod essentially. Mm -hmm. And you guys have seen us talk about it before. We were literally using those kokanee rods because, again, rated 6 to 15. Plenty uh, strong. Plenty strong. Oh, but, I mean, the mm -hmm. bend on that rod with an 8-pound summer run fish on, you are, you're like, am I going to land this thing? Because it might take you a little bit, but not, you know I'm what? I'm sleep now. Well worth, well <laughs> worth the enjoyment. You know, wow. show me a, a handful of other kokanee rods that you would have, uh, you know, the, the ability to go ahead and handle those summer on steel I caught with. one on it last year, right off the bat. It Fantastic, worked, isn't it? Worked great. Worked and I'm going to use them again this year. Mm -hmm. They run those those uh, those uh, Brad's bait divers, the 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 Brad's bait mm -hmm. divers so well uh, with that coon shrimp on there. That's my go-to setup for that. I also run those on our smaller uh, plugs that we're going to use for summer on as well. Oh, if I break into song here, you know why? Yeah, I run those <laughs> little Brad's thirteens. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll run those little. Uh, you got a. Well, you're a hotshot guy for years. I am. But I got, you got the a lot old, of them old school, school hotshots. Number 30s, you yeah. bet. I got piles. 30s of those. are for summertime. Yes, sir. So, good reasons to be excited. Good reasons to get out. Not to mention, and I don't even know if I want to mention this. A number of our rivers that have been closed for so long, right? With no, you know, there hasn't no, been a line in them for months. No, they months, haven't seen anything months. but natural feed in these rivers. So right? you're thinking that maybe the first few guys down the creek might have some good action. It Is could, that what you're hinting at? It could be almost epic. I unfortunately have to be on the road to go fetch a camper, so You're I don't get to smalls. go. I don't get to go fishing on Saturday. Killing but man, me, man. <laughs> uh, next week we'll be frozen with indecision, as you like to say. I love it. The yes. Chinook are biting jigs. The steelhead are in the backyard, and the rivers oh. are open. We got to make some decisions. Hopefully, you guys mm -hmm. out there and gals are deciding where and what you're going to go do. And when you find success, make sure you post them up Absolutely. on our Facebook page and share that success. All right, going to jump out for a quick break. We come back, Bill. I'm going to jump into the bait lab. We're going to talk a little bit about jigging for Chinook salmon here in Puget Sound. Every 13, sure, or this is also applicable as we got this June 1 opener and later in the season as we move north. Uh, jigging. Put it back on your hand. Get off the troll. Going to show, yes. you, going to show you exactly why. I'm going to take right. notes. Yes, right here when we come back. Fish on Northwest. All Defiance boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why all boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. 
All Defiance boats come standard with large fish boxes that are fully insulated so that you can ice your fish properly all day. All Defiance boats are foam flotation filled and unsinkable for the ultimate in safety while fishing offshore. Before you buy any boat, stop by or call Defiance Boats today to ensure you are getting the very best glass boat your money can buy. Hey, welcome back, Fish on Northwest. We are here in the Bay Lab. Bay Lab presentation is brought to you by Sportco and Outdoor Emporium. Everything you see here on the table, guaranteed you can find at either one of those venues. And if you can't get it in store, make sure you shop online. You're going to get everything you need. So, talking a little bit about jig fishing for Chinook Salmon Puget Sound. First of all, and Tommy and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, the change up on the boat this year has been with the edge rod. This is an SL. Uh, JR, it's a slow pitch jigging rod, 66, 661-1. Uh, what does that mean? It's a six foot six, one power, uh, one piece rod. It's a 20 to 40 pound rated rod. You can actually use this rod for lingcod, halibut. It's a slow pitch rod. It's designed to fish in the ocean. And the beauty of it is with the design on the rod and the way that we're uh, tossing these jigs and getting the movement on the jig, the rod does all the work. You, you draw that up and let it fall. The uh, bend in the rod catapults that jig up so it brings it a little higher in the water column and you get a tremendous amount of fall. Match it up with this accurate Valiant 500N, which is a left-handed reel because, <clears throat> excuse me, I like to do a lot, all my jigging right-handed. It's my dominant hand and uh, reel with the left. So very comfortable reel to use. It's a lever action drag. The beauty of that is once you pull that lever back and free spool that down, you got free, free spool, nice, easy, uh, continuous fall, free fall. Set that, uh, set that drag, set your lever back to lock position. Now your drag is set, you hook a fish, it's instant. Right now, drag is set, no messing around. Great little setup to use. Fighting these Chinook on this six and a half foot rod is so much fun. Not to mention, with this light setup like this, you are not getting arm fatigue while you're out there jigging for three, four, five, six hours in a day. I'm not using an eight foot rod with lots of bend and lots of give, having to go up, uh, up and down all day with that. This compact little unit, it does a fantastic job, gets it done. I think if you guys experiment with this, you're going to be very happy with the results. So let's talk about the jigs that uh, we've been using. First of all, uh, jigs are great. Scent is fantastic. Okay. So using the Potsky's Fire Gel on any and all of these jigs is a game changer. And I would recommend putting some scent on all your jigs and reapplying uh, periodically just to make sure. And we're matching what bait is out there. We got herring in the sound. We got anchovy out there. Uh, the fire gel scents smell so much like natural scents that these fish are accustomed to. We're dipping the tail ends of these jigs in those scents, and I guarantee you it does make a difference. Now, mostly have been running the uh, Grim Reefer jigs. These 3.5s and 3s work really well. You see on here we got the Hyperviz uh, tape, which adds a lot of tremendous color and flash. Uh, some of these replicate with the blues and greens and the black tops, silver sides, white sides, white jigs, uh, you know, have, have worked for years. Now we're up in the game a little bit with some glow tape on here. Again, the greens and blacks really give uh, replication of some of the bait fish and the size of bait fish that is out there. We're talking candlefish. We're talking uh, sand lances. And of course, the smaller herring that's in Puget Sound right now. So the uh, predominant colors 
the Grim Reefer 3.5 white with the black and silver hypervis tape. It's been working fantastic. The silver sided or lead sided with the green and blue. This has been my go-to. And you're gonna look down on this and you see I put a slight bend in that. And all that does is it kind of interrupts the, the, the you know, cadence of fall. It kind of makes it dart around a little more unnatural uh, or natural so that it, uh, it doesn't have just a straight drop, okay? Um, I've coupled that on a swivel with a, with a snap ring. We got a, got a barrel swivel on here, size three yacht, uh, big river hook. I like that sickle hook. Uh, not losing many fish. Once this hook penetrates and gets into that jaw on these fish, that anchor point on these hooks is a game changer. So use a good hook, use a gamakatsu <clears throat> hook, and uh, your hookup to land ratio is definitely going to go up. Some other things about these, we can rig these. Uh, you know, here is a simple rig. Again, we got the, uh, got the snap ring and I got the uh, barrel swivel directly to the siwash hook. Okay, pretty simple way to rig that up. Something else I've been doing, on some of these I've been using some of my 200 pound mon uh, mono and I'm creating a short tab on here. And the thing I like about that hook is it sticks out in away from the body of the jig. And I have hooked a number of fish solely on this top hook. Now, this is very similar to what we do on some of our saltwater jigs for tuna. Uh, you'll see that double rig often started applying it. I went ahead and I wanted to experiment with this 200 pound mono. It pushes the hook out away from the body and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't tend to get wrapped up on my leader. It's not wrapping up on the jig. And when it falls, it's an extra hook. So we got hooks at both ends. Fish are getting hooked on that thing. A few of the fish I've landed, it's been solely on this top hook. Some of them, it's been on both hooks. So just something I've been playing with so far, I'm gonna say that it's working pretty efficiently. And I'm gonna to continue to rig some of them with that short little stinger of that top hook which does not uh, seem in any way to hinder the performance of the jig. Another way we like to rig these is on a sliding rig. So 30 pound fluorocarbon, uh, number three barrel swivel at the top. You'll see that this leader is about a foot and a half, 20, I'll say 20, 22 inches overall after I tie it. So this is nothing more than a mooching rig setup, about a half finger width apart on two uh, three-aught hooks, okay? Um, I put a stopper bead in there to protect the, the top knot or the top of the line at the uh, hook where that jig would encounter it. Now, to make this work, basically, you take your jig and on your two end tabs, you're bending them the same direction. Want to bend them up, run that line on through. So now we have a slider jig, okay? And uh, basically, that will go up and down that line. Um, and it just is a really good way to fish that jig. It was a lot of free mobility and um, something to think about as an alternative on how to rig the jig. The one thing to think about, if you break off these hooks or if something happens here, uh, chances are you're gonna lose that jig. Now there is an option to put a, uh, a stopper uh, uh, bobber, uh, rubber uh, bobber stop on there is an option that might capture that. Um, I've played around with that a little bit it works, but uh, I just like to leave that thing free floating, make sure it moves. It's, an, it's a nice alternative and how to rig that. Uh, some of the other jigs I've been trying, the Puget Pounder, uh, 130 gram, uh, which is the equivalent of a four and a half ounce jig. So it's a pretty heavy jig, okay? So if you're moving in a lot of current 
and I'm having a difficult time keeping your presentation vertical because when it comes to jigging, it's all about vertical presentation. You might want to think about upgrading to a Puget Pounder, but I got to tell you, the 3.5s in the Grim Reefer has been getting it done based on the current, the tides, and uh, the lack of wind, which I'll get into here in a second. The tides we've been fishing on, these outgoing tides have been pretty big, nine, 10 foot tide swing, and we're still able to keep our jigs vertical. Something else I started playing with, uh, Max Lure Sonic Baitfish. I really like the blue and silver. The color of this in the water is tremendous. They only make these up until one ounce, so I've coupled two of them together and put a single hook off the back. Definitely uh, catching flounder on it and some other species of fish. Uh, hooked a couple salmon and lost yesterday, so I was impressed with a two ounce jig setup. Um, and this is side by side with two one ounce. And again, it's the color that drew me to the Max Lure uh, Sonic Baitfish. And it doesn't seem to hinder the performance of this by having two run parallel like this. I actually watched the rate of fall in the water and watch it actually, uh, you know, slinging back and forth. It gave great uh, color uh, uh, radius and flash. It looked really good going in the water. And sure enough, I was able to hook a couple salmon on it. So if you don't have a lot of current pushing, want to give those a try, they're going to work. Uh, let's talk about boat control and jig presentation before we get out of here. So, you know, first and foremost, if I'm gonna go spend a day jigging on Puget Sound, the rods are always on the boat, the troll gear is always on the boat. It really comes down to current, current speed, and wind and boat control. I'm gonna look at my Windy app for wind forecast. If I have a day where it's, you know, 1.5, 1.5 gusts of two, man, I'm jigging. If I can find the fish and stay on top of them, I'm jigging. I don't really care what the, what the current's doing in association with the tide. We've had some small incoming tides of a three-foot tide change and a big swing on the outgo. Um, all that equates to, for me, when it comes to jigging, is speed of travel when you look at land and how, how much you know, speed over water. As long as you're not fighting wind pushing you around and you can control your line angle with your motor speed, and it's, it's really easy, and the importance of holding a rod and jigging vertically and running at my rear steering helm on the boat allows me to keep that line completely vertical. So if the current's pushing me a little bit, I'm getting a little bit of line angle, I'm gonna bump that motor forward and I wanna pull that line back. I'm always striving to keep it within a certain degree pendulum here, trying to keep it as vertical as I can. A lot of that can be accomplished with either forward or reverse in motor uh, direction and uh, boat travel. So if you got some wind pushing you, you might need to flip the boat around, let the wind work for you uh, versus against you. Again, trying to maximize the opportunity. So you don't get a lot of scope out in your line. You're not fishing your jigs way out at an angle. If that starts happening, you can't control your boat. Time to go trolling, okay? So for me on jigging days, I'm looking at the tides. I wanna make sure I hit the tides and I wanna make sure uh, I don't have a lot of wind to fight. The other thing is, and Bill and I proved this once again yesterday, look, we got into some fish on that really tail end of that soft incoming, and then as, it's, as, it, switched to, uh, as it switched to high slack, pretty much it goes you know, dormant for a good 45 minutes. Even the flounder quit biting for a bit. You just gotta work your way through it. Once we got into that big outgo, and once we got current speed up to about a mile, mile and a half, almost two, Fish started moving, we kept marking fish, and eventually they're gonna snap, and that's all it took. 1.5 to two miles per hour on our current speed, maintaining boat uh, control, keeping that jig vertical, and as soon as they started biting, we had about a 45 to 60 minute window when those fish started hitting. So, 
Application is key. Set yourself up with a good rod and reel system that's going to work. Use your scent on your jigs. Keep them vertical. Pick up some Grim Reefers if you uh, have not, because I'm telling you, those coupled with the Hypervis tape is going to get it done in all areas of Puget Sound. Got to give this stuff a try. It's a heck of a lot of fun. And puts that fishing rod back in your hand versus just sitting there watching the rod, waiting for it to go off in the uh, downrigger. Okay, it's going to do it for us here in the bait lab. We're going to jump out for a quick break. We'll be back in studio with Bill Herzog to wrap up the show right after this. A Northwest favorite for almost 40 years, Arima boats are manufactured with pride in Bremerton, Washington. All Arima boats are built without any structural wood materials. That is why Arima boats are backed with a lifetime warranty. Arima can offer every boat with Honda outboard packages so that you can take advantage of the reliability and five-year top-to-prop warranty from your Honda outboard. Call or stop by Arima Boats today and let them help you get into your very next boat. All right, welcome back here in studio. As we wrap up the show, uh, Bill, anything you want to add to our jigging experience yesterday? Well, I was going to say, you said, uh, what we're using, 30-pound braid? Yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you for that. Yes, 30-pound braid. Yeah. Uh, real small diameter. It's plenty strong, obviously. And jo uh, joining your, your mono or your fluorocarbon with a uninot? Yes. Or uninot, yeah, so I'm right. using the Alberto now. I switched to the Alberto okay. six, eight months ago. Sure, there uh, are several very good knots. Too. I really have a lot of confidence in that knot. Extremely low profile and compact. Okay. Doesn't hang up in the guides. Not at all. And, uh, I mean, you barely hear it go through the guides. And mm -hmm. super strong, right? 100%, right, right. 95% uh, strength. Yeah, yeah. Um, Putting that to a uh, little top shot of about six feet. Mm -hmm. um, you can use mono or fluorocarbon. It's your choice. Doesn't matter. At least 25 or 30 pounds. A little mm -hmm. more abrasion resistance, sure. right? And the, the fish are not line shy. They are not. Not at no. all. And then whether you are, uh, and then I put a dual lock on there, good ball bearing, you know, mm -hmm. uh, swivel. And whether you clip that right directly to uh, the jig, doesn't seem to, they don't care. No. Uh, you're using an old school uh, loop knot. A big loop knot. All right, yes. to give it lots of flutter. Same way we used to tie on our uh, our bass uh, rapalas or rapalas, depending which right. ones you choose to fish. Or how to pronounce. <laughs> yes, but it gives it gives that uh, it gives that lure maximum action and free flow, right? Yeah, so yes, that's why does. we use that knot. Right. But um, yeah, a couple different ways to rig it. But uh, yeah, 30 pound braid on that reel um, gets gets it done all day long. It worked very well. Yeah. Yeah, very fun, and a couple of those fish, man, I tell you what, hot. Wow. Holy cow. What I noticed was the aggressiveness <laughs> of the grab. We got a, You got a couple of fish on the drop, but usually on the bottom part of, of the jig, when mm -hmm. you drop the rod mm -hmm. and you're about to ready to pick it back up again, bang, Hammer time. off they go. So one thing's for certain, you're going to catch a number of flounder in some of these areas out there. If you hit bottom and you leave it there for more than half a second, you probably got a flounder, mm -hmm. and uh, they're just going to lean onto the rod a little bit, I am so I am always surprised that little tiny mouth those flounder have and how many of them were hooking literally in the mouth as they go. Yeah. I mean, it does open as they go, but you know they're going for the tail of that sure. jig like they would on any type of bait fish, and uh, you're hooking a ton of them things right in the old uh, pie hole. But, but I also noticed when the flounder are biting, sore the salmon. Yeah, remember that when mm -hmm. uh, we got to the high slack and nothing's biting. Yeah, nothing's biting. I told you. Uh, once me. we started getting into that drift and we had a little more movement, I said, hey, the flounder are back in the snap. These salmon have got to go here at some point. And you were right. <clears throat> and sure enough, at some point, they, they started taking off. Um, tell you what, if you're, if you're on the drop, 
and you feel that interruption, and you have a momentary uh, sense of slack line for a nanosecond. Like old Bill Davis used to say, hit yourself in the butt with the rod tip. <laughs> right. Yeah. You better hammer down on that lever action and start <laughs> reeling because mm -hmm. it's going to be on. And a couple of them fish with them shorter rods, man, they get out underneath that boat, and you got to be over that gunnel, <laughs> and you were laughing at me. I could, but, say I could see your butt crack. You were yeah, it was, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was a challenge to keep that out because you don't want that line rubbing no. on the chine on the boat, right? No. you got to keep it out in a way and fight that fish. Let the fish do what it's going to do. But, man, it just it ups the challenge and the experience. But let's talk about what we were watching on TV. Oh my. While we were fishing. So yeah, right. uh, the, the Accent Pro with uh, Ray Marine, I have the, the 1,000 kilowatt high mm -hmm. chirp, right? We put it on high chirp. We're fishing water 40, 60, 80, 100 feet. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It can go deep. But just the ability to mark fish uh, and watch them going up and down, chasing jigs, chasing bait, finding good numbers of fish. Now, I'll ask you this. We're in this yeah. area, we're marking fish consistently like this. Now look, there we are in uh, 58, 60 foot of water. Mm -hmm. um, you can see our drift is at a half mile per hour, just as, just a little bit before they really started getting on the snap. Mm -hmm. And we got salmon darting around on the deck. Uh, it's just like, right okay, there. are we gonna go yeah. anywhere else? Like these fish aren't yeah. biting. Don't leave fish to find fish, kids. Never. No, they're Never. there, we're marking them. Yeah. They're constantly in these couple troughs that we have found and we just keep you know, going on that drag. And, my screen now with all them tracks just looks like uh, somebody took an etcher sketch and it's going all over the place, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. with, no, with no artistic talent whatsoever. But um, <laughs> the fish are there. Yeah. Okay? So what else did we also see on the bottom? We're, we, could, we could see our jigs going up and down. Well, right, before right that, we got it, some right? bait, right? We're looking at the right. bait, and uh -huh. you can see the clouds of bait, and you can see that right there, fish right there. probably digging down into those sand lances. Mm -hmm. And it, look, here we're in 47 feet of water. Our drift is four, you know, 0.4, mm -hmm. but you can see the fish coming on the screen over there, oh, yeah. also in the cone, right? So he's coming down, mouth open. He's scooping. He's scooping. That's yeah. why you get those uh, chinook with those rakes on the side of their gill plates because sure. they're turning sideways and digging out. And now the the high definition ability of our Ray Marine Electronics is fantastic. When you can see a 3.5 ounce jig darting up and down on the screen, yeah, there's the marks right there, hitting those salmon yeah. in the head. Uh, you also had a couple fish literally chase your jig back to the boat when you yes. were reeling it up. And we watched those fish on the screen. Actually, you see that streak going up on the screen. Mm -hmm. It's real time. You can see what's going on. You can see that your jig is in the wheelhouse. Yeah. Matter of fact, the first fish you caught, you said, hey, look at that guy. He's just up off the bottom. Yeah. A couple jigs later, boom, fish there on. There he was. Same fish. It's that like watching live action TV, right? You cannot, I cannot overemphasize the, the ability to improve your game with high-end electronics because mm -hmm. it really ups your opportunity sure. to find those fish and see what's going on. But uh, we're going to continue to beat up on these areas here, uh, 13 and 11. It's only uh, going to get better, D. It only going to get better. Well, uh, common sense would tell you that, yes, that, that would be the case because those our migratory fish are going to start showing up now, right? June 1 was the opener. Why? Because those fish are here. Are Biologists know. Common sense with anglers and, you know. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not uh, so common. Yeah, not yeah. so common. But. Yeah. Um, hey, a couple things to uh, point out here. The um, Columbia River <laughs> is now extended once again. So we had this reopening for That's Spring cool. Chinook, right? That's cool. But we've had this tremendous, we had Bill uh, Monroe Jr. on last week, and we mm -hmm. talked about the complexity of going after these Spring Chinook and having to now anchor fish, utilize plugs, fish in shallows, 6 to 12 foot drop-offs, tight into shore, fishing in the trees. Why? Tremendous flow, huge oh, snow melt. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's all going on right now. So now as we extend on through into the season, they, they're giving us more opportunity. They've actually opened everything up. Whatever has been open for fishing currently with the extension, we are now open through a June 4th. Wow. June 4th. So we're going to get Outstanding. kind of to a point here this next week where maybe, you know, uh, I don't know if we'll see a decrease in flows or not. There was a pretty good snowpack this well, year. When I was down there, there was very limited visibility. Yeah. That was the problem. We yes. Had, I mean, two feet of is tops. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. So still same, uh, check your regs in the areas that you're fishing. One, one adult uh, hatchery Chinook for retention. And then a few other things going on. We have uh, Hatchery Chinook and Hatchery Steelhead open up on the Lewis. Yeah, how about that? Golf so, clap. Uh, yes. Yeah, so May 25th to July 31st. Again, check your regulations. you got a couple areas there based on uh, the, the, the Colvin Creek and the boundary marker. There are some areas that are uh, bank fishing only mm -hmm. and other areas where you can uh, retain up to three steelhead. Well. So they must be anticipating a pretty good steelhead return. Let's hope. If that's what we're talking about. So, all right, uh, mister, any yes. final words before we get on out of here? Take advantage of the season. We we get this weather like once in a blue moon, right? Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. God, get out there and enjoy whatever you like to do. And don't go golfing. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, take a fishing rod. <laughs> Enjoy the, uh, enjoy the weather. JB says, uh, the boss might need to make a call. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you bet, Ron. Always appreciate bringing you guys the info. Mm -hmm. Glad you guys yeah. tune in. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a great time. Man, you over here for a couple days. Yes. We got out on the water. Something tells me you're going to be back here next week. I will be back shortly. Yes. Yeah. There's a river we not have... far from here that needs summer runs extracted from it. Yes. Yeah. That's probably mm -hmm. polluted with them. Need to need to have an impact on that population control, and also we got can, those Chinook that can, are out there just teasing. Can you see the goosebumps yeah. so, on camera? Always a pleasure, my friend. I appreciate Absolutely. you, and I appreciate you coming on over. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Great opportunity through the weekend here. We got some great weather lined up. Fishing is uh, red hot in some areas. You need to get out there and take advantage of. And if you're struggling, please continue to tune in week in and week out. In Tommy's absence, Bill will be here indoor. Tommy and I each and every week trying to bring you guys the info to give you the help to help you to get out there and find some success. So uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy. Be safe. We'll see you back here next Thursday, 6 p.m. right here, Fish on Northwest. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the bait lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, and finally, Go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.